So in the great dilemma of Barbenheimer, our household ended up choosing Barbie, so I have not yet seen Oppenheimer. However, I intend to. But I imagine that it is a film peppered with quotations from the Bhagavad Gita. Most notably, there's, of course, Oppenheimer's Now I Am Become Death, the Destroyer of Worlds, which he said after witnessing the first test of the gadget, the atomic bomb, and the Trinity Proving Ground. And here he's putting himself in the shoes of Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. He is this all-powerful, all-reigning Lord who can wipe out hundreds of thousands of lives at the touch of a button. This is, for him, and in a sense for the world, divine power, absolute. Today is August 6th, which is, of course, the anniversary of the dropping of Fat Man and Little Boy above Hiroshima and Nagasaki, in which the radiance of a thousand suns caused the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. But August 6th is also another anniversary. In the church, it's the day on which we remember this time in which Peter and James and John climbed Mount Tabor with Christ, and standing there before Christ, suddenly they were overwhelmed by the true divine radiance, infinitely greater than a thousand suns, radiating from the face of Christ. And there they saw with this kind, simple, loving, homeless rabbi, who also was him through whom all things were made, God from God, light from light, they saw next to him Moses and Elijah. They saw next to him the Torah and the prophets. All the hopes of the Torah, all the prophecies of the prophets, all fulfilled in this one simple, selfless, loving person. And a cloud descends, and they are terrified. I don't know if you've ever been terrified of a cloud, but it has never happened to me. That seems like a very strange verse. If you think of a cloud, oh, that's a terrifying. Is that a nim nimbus? What is it? In fact, this is not just any cloud. What is it that goes before the Israelites in the desert? There's a pillar of cloud. What is it that descends upon Mount Sinai when Moses is going up to receive the tablets? It is this fiery cloud of light. What is it that descends over the tabernacle? It's the kavod of God, the glory of God, this luminous cloud of glory that is the presence of God's Holy Spirit in the world. And so the presence of God's Holy Spirit, the luminous cloud descends, the face of God the Son radiates this light, and they hear the voice of the Father. This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. When we talk about truth, we usually talk about historical facticity. Is it really true that humanity walked on the moon? Is it really true that X and Y? But for the ancient Greeks, historical facticity was kind of a secondary sort of truth. Aletheia, actual truth, was that which underlies all reality. It was true reality. And so for something to be true, in a sense, was to give a window into true reality, to give an experience of that which was actually real and true. And so in this moment, Peter and James and John have seen the truth. 
They have seen eternity. They have seen that which undergirds and underlies all things radiating from the face of this simple, kind rabbi. We call this the transfiguration, the different look of Christ. But the early church didn't use this term. They called this the metamorphosis. But according to many early church writers, this is not the metamorphosis of Christ. It's the metamorphosis of Peter and James and John. It is their eyes which are transformed to suddenly be able to see reality bursting forth in the creation. So we just had that wonderful hymn by George Herbert, and George Herbert also says, Teach me, my God and King, in thee all things to see. And later in the same poem, one that looked, or he says in old-timey sexist language, a man that looks on glass, on it may stay his eye. Or if he pleaseth, through it pass, and then the heavens espy. So if you look at the window, you can actually look at the pane of glass, stare at the glass of the window, or you can look through the window and see the heavens beyond. And Herbert's vision is that all of us would see God, see the presence of God, the reality of God, true reality itself through every single thing, through every single person, that all of us, like Peter and James and John, would have our eyes transformed to be constantly aware of God. And if you were like this, if you lived the transfiguration every day, if you saw God in your children and parents, if you saw God in your friends, your family, if you saw God in people who really get on your nerves and annoy the heck out of you, if you saw God in people who hate you and persecute you and would rather see you dead, what would your life be like? So many of us still operate in sort of Oppenheimer terms in which we see the true power of God, true power itself as power over others, the power to destroy, the power to lift up. All of us are the centers of our own little universes. It's my evaluation, my judgment, my needs, me, me, me all the time. But what would it be like if we were all conscious of the true center of the universe, of the one who is the true reality, if in every single thing, every single person, every experience, we were single-mindedly focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I think our lives might look a bit more like his. That we would be less about ourselves and more about others. That I would care less about my own satisfaction and my own happiness than the good of other people. I would privilege less me, 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 my power, my results, all that I want, and privilege more kindness, peace, goodness, selflessness. Unfortunately, I wasn't on the mountain. I'm not there yet. I'm doing my best, but it's not very impressive. And yet, I think there is so much there to hang on to. Even though there is this sort of unattainable goal, just trying to put ourselves in that place of Peter and James and John is so profound that Peter himself says, you would do well to be attentive to this thing as a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star 
rises in your hearts. So I hope that you, like me, will try with all your might to hang on to this vision of the transfiguration of Christ, to see Him in and through all the creation made through Him, and to serve Him through serving others. Amen.